Packers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here we go. A roadshow edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez, episode 19. And yes. In my mind, I'm gone to Carolina. All right, that's enough of the James Taylor. Let's get to the business. That's right, and welcome into episode 19 of Flyers Daily. The Manson gets me a little bit more pumped up than Carolina in my mind from James Taylor. I like the song, I like James Taylor, but it doesn't exactly reek of hockey. I am coming to you live from a hotel in Charleston, South Carolina, down here for a a tournament for my son's uh, Team Philadelphia team. So hopefully we didn't drive 11 hours to watch them get uh, beat up at the rink pretty good. So hopefully... We get a good effort out of the boys this weekend. No Flyers game on Friday. Team is back in action coming up on Saturday night against the Tampa Bay Lightning. And the Tampa Bay Lightning are streaking right now. A fantastic hockey team. And uh, certainly another measuring stick game for the Flyers. And I saw, I think it was Sam Carcidi's article, that this is a measuring stick for the Flyers. And I looked at that and I kind of, the first thought that came to my mind, was how many measuring stick games can you have in a season? Because the game against Washington last Saturday, when they beat the Capitals 7-2, that was a measuring stick game, right? So I guess they measured up pretty good in that game. And I'm not ripping on Sam for writing the article. I get what he's saying. Um, You know, the the game a couple weeks ago when they played against the St. Louis Blues in St. Louis and they came out with the overtime win, that was a measuring stick game. Am I right? I think that I'm right in that in saying that. There's been a lot of measuring stick games, and there's a lot of them through the season, but no team is playing better right now than the Tampa Bay Lightning. They are playing great hockey. Matter of fact, the 6-3 game against Colorado with Alex Lyon in that on February 1st, that was a measuring stick game in a tough spot. That was a back-to-back for the Flyers. Colorado was in Philly waiting for the Flyers. The game before the All-Star break, the 3-0 win over Pittsburgh at the Wells Fargo Center. That was a measuring stick game. But I guess this Tampa Bay game, 4 o'clock today, is also a measuring stick game. And it's it's a tough opponent because they didn't get off to the greatest start to their season. But right now they're playing great hockey, and they look like every bit the contender that everybody thought they would be coming into this season with all that talent, maybe a little bit of a hangover from getting drubbed by the Columbus Blue Jackets and swept out of there in four games last year. Maybe that was a little bit of a hangover situation. Team did buy in. They're a different hockey team than last year as well. Now, the Tampa Bay Lightning have won nine straight games. They're 9-0-1 in their last 10, and they've just been beating up on teams. They have so many great players from Kucherov and Stamkos to Hedman and a good goaltender and Andre Vasilevsky. They're dealing with some injuries right now, so we'll see who uh, actually plays in the game. John Cooper did say everyone would be a game-time decision. But here's the teams they've beaten nine straight. They beat the Kings. They beat the Anaheim Ducks. They beat the San Jose Sharks. Okay, they beat. They won all those games through California on the road. Now, those teams and the, and the California gauntlet isn't what it once was. I get it. Then they beat Vegas at home, Pittsburgh at home, the Islanders at home. Then they beat the Columbus Blue Jackets and Penguins on the road, both 2-1 games in overtime. And then the ninth win was against the Edmonton Oilers at home. And, of course, the Flyers today at 4 o'clock down in Tampa 
They're looking for their 10th straight win. We'll see if the Flyers can thwart that with yet another measuring stick win or measuring stick game, if you will. Let's take a look at what happened in the NHL on Friday evening. Not a huge card on the Friday night, but let's run it down for you. The Penguins beat the Canadians 4-1 to in Pittsburgh. Jason Zucker's first game, and he had two goals in the contest, paying immediate dividends. And Jason Zucker, I just picked him up for my fantasy team good on me. Uh, 3-1, the Rangers beat the Blue Jackets, and the Blue Jackets do not get the loser point. I can finally exhale. Now, I've been harping on Columbus for about a week and a half now that I didn't think what they were doing was sustainable, and thankfully, the Columbus Blue Jackets have made me look like a genius, and I love it. They've now lost four straight games, two of them in overtime, so they got the loser point twice. They lost to Colorado 2-1. to one. They lost to Tampa Bay 2-1 to one in overtime. They lost to the Buffalo Sabres 4-3 to three in overtime, and they lost to the New York Rangers 3-1 to one at home. This team is reeling right now. No Seth Jones for what looks like the remainder of the regular season. Cam Atkinson is out. They are depleted. They are already depleted of talent with all the losses in the offseason from Bobrovsky to Duchesne to obviously Panarin. I just didn't think this was a team that could sustain, and they are leaking oil right now. And they get the New Jersey Devils on Sunday on the road, then the Flyers Tuesday in Philly, and then Thursday the Flyers in Columbus. And the Flyers might be catching the Columbus Blue Jackets at a great time. A non-hot Columbus Blue Jackets team, one that's struggling right now to score goals. In their four-game losing streak, they've only scored six goals. And that's a problem for Columbus. Now, they're not a team that scores a tremendous amount of goals to begin with. They're near the top of the league in goals allowed, the least amount, but they're 26th in the NHL in goals for at 152. Conversely, you look at the Flyers and you go, well, they don't have any of these 30 or 40 goal scorers. They don't, but they're getting balanced scoring. Last night's game, prime example of that. Six different goal scorers from Pitlick and Lawton to Robert Hag to Couturier. All these guys, JVR. Different guys ending up on the score sheet every night, and that's a great thing for the Flyers. Tenth in the NHL right now with 185 goals for. They are tied with the Vegas Golden Knights, and they've actually played one less game than Vegas. And they're uh, two goals behind the New York Rangers as well uh, with 185 goals. Now, let's look at the Flyers' goals allowed this season, and you look at the margin here. Uh, The Flyers in goals allowed this season are 11th in the NHL. They've only allowed the 11th most goals all season long. So when you got the 10th highest scoring team and the 11th, that's a good index of both of those two margins. They've allowed 167. They've scored 185. And conversely, you look at Columbus, they've scored 152, and they've allowed 144. Now, they haven't allowed a lot. Third in the NHL at 144, but only scoring 152 goals. Another reason why I didn't think their success would be sustainable. Let's look at what's coming up on this Saturday night in the NHL. It'll be a busy Saturday card across the National Hockey League. All right, so here are the games on Saturday besides the Flyers-Lightning game that have some ramifications on the standings. The Panthers, who the Flyers just beat twice in the past week, hosting the Oilers. Can they get back on track? The Canadians hosting the Dallas Stars. Can they get back on track? The Maple Leafs taking on the Ottawa Senators. Also, the Islanders are in Vegas to take on the Golden Knights. The Islanders right now in the middle of this road trip, and it is a tough trip. They lost in Nashville to start the four-game road trip 5-0. 
They have the Vegas Golden Knights tonight at 10.30, then Arizona on Monday on the road, and Colorado on Wednesday on the road. Tough spot in the schedule here for the New York Islanders, so a lot to be determined uh, in their next couple of games for their playoff positioning as well. And as it sits right now, let's take a look at the playoff positioning of uh, the Eastern Conference, which is just so tight. It's been incredibly tight all season long, and it's, it's I don't think it's going to change until we get to that final weekend of the season. It's going to take somebody winning or losing or some combination that thereof in the final week of the season to determine who's headed to the playoffs and who's not. Will the Flyers be one of those teams that's fighting until that last weekend and have to get a win on that final game of the season? We shall see. But as the standings sit right now, the Flyers move up without playing. They move up to wild card number one through 58 games, 39-19 and 771 points. The Columbus Blue Jackets drop to the number two wild card because they've played 59 games with 71 points. The New York Islanders, 72 points. So the Flyers only a point back of the Isles and the third spot in the Metro. Penguins at 76 points and Carolina gets a win on Friday night. They're at 69 points now through 57 games. And the Panthers, who the Flyers, as I said, beat twice this week, are at 66 points. And the Toronto Maple Leafs at the third spot in the Atlantic Division of the Eastern Conference at 68 points. All right, let me get to some Twitter questions here real quick. Let's start with Joey J, who tweets at Jason Mert, at J-S-O-N-M-Y-R-T, says, what's the one change you would make to the lineup if you had the power to do something, regular lineups, pairings, AHL call-up, special teams, etc.? Well, one thing I would change is I would put Claude Giroux on that left half wall for the power play all the time. And I got to find that high point man on the power play as well. That's going to be able to get shots through when needed, but that also can handle the puck very well. So as that last that last man back, the high point man, you got to have a good handle. I got to find out who that is, whether that's Provorov, whether that's Sanheim. I got to figure out who that is. Or if Shane Gostisbehere comes back, maybe it's him. Luca tweets in and says, do you think Scott Lawton is good enough to be a 3C on a contending team? And does Tyler Pitlick get re-signed? Um, I like Lawton more as a winger. I think he can get more out of him as a winger. He's got 10 goals on the season. Um, can he be a 3C on a contending team? Sure. But it also depends on what's on your fourth line. Who's around him? Who's on his wings? There's a lot of variables to that question. As far as Tyler Pitlick goes, all he's done since he's been here is do what you're paying him to do. He's doing his job. And he goes out and he plays hard every night. Uh, I think you could resign him. I would consider a two-year deal at like $2.8 million overall, $1.4 million AAV. And I would probably try and lock him up. Justin tweets in and says, who, in your opinion, is the next flyer to have their number retired by the organization? Um, It's probably Claude Giroux, number 28. That's the only one I can think of that is deserved. Jeff tweets in and says, any news on Lindblom's treatment for the Ewing sarcoma? By the way, great to hear you with Ant today. Yeah, it was great to be on with Anthony on the Fanatic uh, talking a little hockey. As far as Lindblom's treatment goes, no, I don't. I don't know anything about his treatment. I'm not asking anything about it. I think it's a very private matter, and I think that and people should respect that. We obviously, he's in our thoughts and prayers, and I, I just kind of leave it at that. So sorry, I don't have any uh, info on that, and I'm not going to seek any info on that either. Uh, Enrique tweets in and says, do you believe there's any chance that Cam York signs and could possibly jump into the lineup down the stretch if the opportunity presents itself? Similar to Kale McCard, what he did last season. No, I don't believe that. Not even close. Here's why. First of all, Cam York's only played 22 games at Michigan this year. He's going to go back for another season. And he's just not as gifted of a player as Kale McCarr was in college. And he's just not there. He's not ready yet. We'll see after next season at Michigan in the AHL where he's at 
and where he stacks up in the pro game. Last question, Tristan tweets in and says, if Nolan Patrick comes back, he's most definitely going to need a conditioning stint in the AHL, but how much longer do you think he has to come back before it's too late on the season, hoping all goes well with Patty? Yeah, we're all hoping his health um, and he they find a solution for this migraine problem because I can't imagine dealing with something worse than repetitive headaches and repetitive migraines. Um, but that being said, there is a tipping point or there is a, a point where you got to say, okay, we just got to shut it down. But I don't think they're close to that. I think it's mid-March. So I think there's still time for him to get cleared for contact, practice with the team, go down to the Phantoms, play three games, see where he is, get back up, start playing with the Flyers and get his first games in of the NHL season. Everybody, enjoy your Flyers-Tampa game. A little afternoon hockey in Tampa. A measuring stick game. How many times did I say measuring stick? Thanks for listening to Flyers Daily, everyone, and enjoy your hockey. Saturate and die.